Welcome to the latest Pink Podcast in the Pink Elephant Podcast Series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Welcome to Can You Legislate Availability, Part 2 of 6 with IT management consultant Jack Probst. The whole concept of availability and availability um, principles, how is it that we could use those principles to manage the risk to the business from IT? I'd also offer up that we're going to extend the definition of what availability is. So we're going to talk about availability in its normal terms, and I'm going to throw in IT service continuity, and I'm going to throw in security management. Okay? And last but not least, what we're finding, especially as a result of some of the risks, such as the VA, we have regulators who are starting to drop into our camp, and they're starting to make some demands on us with respect to availability. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to give you a different way to think about availability and why potentially we find ourselves being imposed upon by legislators and regulators. So we're going to talk about some of the basics, risk management, some of the drivers, legislative requirements, and can governance help. So availability management basics. So if we look at availability and availability management, I mean, kind of one of the the basic tenets here, of course, is that we want to optimize the capability of the IT infrastructure. Um, what we're focused on is the, um, the emphasis on maintaining the, the level of service that is agreed to with the business at an appropriate cost, right? That's the whole idea. So as a basic tenet of availability management, it's focused on delivering a service at the sustained level that we've agreed to with the business at the appropriate cost. I want to come back to the cost question in a second. Some of the basic um, activities that are associated with availability management. So a customer says, you know what? I really, really, really do want this availability thing that you guys talk about. I have a specific need relative to an application that you run for me. Um, I will give you, here's, what I, here's when I need that application um, and what I'm expecting of you relative to the application. So the customer develops some needs and the develops the needs through the service level manager. The service level manager then meets with the availability manager and says, this is what the customer is asking for based on our systems. What is it that we can do for the customer? And so out of that comes specific requirements, um, we have an, uh, an engineering document that, that speaks to um, the, the redundancy and our ability to do failover and all that kind of good stuff, all the technical things that we want to build around our architecture. And so out of availability management, we get a plan and we say what's feasible for a particular cost. And we provide back to the customer the possibilities. Through an iterative cycle, we generate what? We generate a service level agreement that we then have to play out as a result of operating level agreements and in turn, this is all played out through availability management. This all sounds like basic stuff, right? So, I mean, this is sort of the common language. This is where we're at. Well, so what does this look like in the standard sense? Business requirements. We're going to do an impact assessment to understand that if certain things go down, what's the impact to the business? Uh, we're going to look at availability. Reliability means that it's the, um, the ability of the system to not have failure. A maintainability, meaning that I can repair it and repair it relatively quickly. Um, I'm going to look at my incident and my problem data associated with the infrastructure that's involved. And of course, I'm going to turn to the CMDB. I'm going to look at the way in which uh, the 
the entire infrastructure is, is aligned, what are the relationships. I'm also going to look at the particular settings on the boxes and the like. And then finally, of course, what are, um, where have we been relative to the service levels today with respect to not only the equipment but also the customer. But the outputs from this will be, this is what we can deliver. And oh, by the way, here's how quickly we can recover in the event that we have an incident that affects availability. We're also going to talk about the resilience. And the resilience is a little different from reliability in that the resilience says is that even if I have a failure in the infrastructure, the system won't go down. The 747 won't crash. We have an issue with resilience with Apollo 13. Because as a result of a failure, they, had, they lost some of their significant services. We get agreed to targets with respect to maintainability, so how quickly can we respond uh, both from the standpoint of in, uh, internal uh, individuals. There's also serviceability, which isn't up here, which is the agreement with external vendors to say that if we have a loss, how quickly can they come on site and repair? So as an example, I've been a CIO at a couple of organizations, and one of the, um, one of the issues that we had, we ran AS400s. And we lost one of our AS400s. Matter of fact, AS400 was our main processing system. And, and what we lost was not anything major, not anything significant. We lost a fan. And when we lost the fan, the AS400, once the thermal spike hit, it did a hard crash. So not only did I have the issue of replacing the fan, which was, uh, as it turned out, to be a 24-hour exercise because we didn't have the spare part on site. They had the jetted in from Salt Lake City. Um, I had to get a technician on the ground and so on and so forth. But then I had the whole issue of having to recover the core of the system. That took us a while. Needless to say, we, didn't, we had agreements around serviceability of things such as that where we might have single points of failure relative to that infrastructure, we had agreements from IBM in terms of how we were going to address it. Then, of course, we have the ability to monitor our, our availability as well as generating improvement plans. But why risk management? So a couple definitions here. A risk is, there's several ways to look at risk. Uh, matter of fact, if you go out and you Google and, and you pull up some of the websites and, and you look for, for instance, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is kind of a, a neat site. It's got a lot of good information. When I looked at Wikipedia, they had like nine definitions of what a risk is. And it's all a matter of perspective. So for the most part, what you see is, is that a risk is you're expecting something to happen. A risk is the potential that that won't happen. Matter of fact, you're going to get a negative effect as opposed to the effect that you're looking for. So things not going as well as you expected. There's also a definition that says that it is the negative impact of the influence of a process or a transaction. If you look at it in the security world, you're going to see that you're going to look for um, the impact, the threats, um, and the, uh, the assets that are affected. All right? If you look at it from a financial perspective, you're going, to, you're going to evaluate what risk is, where you have the probability that the risk might occur times the cost of an incident. That's the risk. So why all this worry about risk? Why even bring this up relative to uh, availability? Well, 
if this is a definition of availability, right? Think about this in terms of what we, I just said is the definition of risk. Definition of risk is that it's the potential for something bad happening. Well, if the good is the system is up, the bad is the system is down. Right? I mean, that seems to make sense. Okay? So, in insurance terms, in risk management terms, there's risk management that we say that what we want to do is we recognize we can't eliminate risk completely. What we want to be able to do is manage the bad stuff happening. Well, managing the bad stuff might be planned downtime. If being down is bad, if I can manage that, that actually is managing the risk because I am able to communicate to the customer, to the business, this is going to be the impact and we can time that. And so we can minimize and mitigate as much as possible because this would be doing this in a planful way as opposed to unplanned downtime. Unplanned downtime is the true, true risk that we in IT are impacting the business when things don't go the way we expect them to. Right? Now, the business, what's really interesting about this is that when you come to the business, if you talk to the business about availability, you start to see the eyes cross, unless they happen to have read the best technical magazines known to man, which are the ones that are behind the, the seat, you know, the seat in front of you on the airplanes. Right? So if they read the latest availability piece, you know, they might understand this. But if you start to talk to them about risk, they're going to understand that. So if you say, you know what, one of the things that we're going to focus on is we're going to start to focus on the risk to the business from IT or from the infrastructure for things such as the systems not being available when you expect them for the lights not being on. So what that then does is that then gives you an opportunity to have another conversation. To say that, you know what, one of the big definitions that we talk about in the availability space is this thing called mean time to resolve. Or mean time to repair, excuse me. So from the time that I have an incident has occurred to the time that I have recovered completely from the incident, in other words, it's restored, it's back up, and the, the user says, yeah, you're good, right? This is significant risk, isn't it, to the business? United Airlines, when they were down for four hours, that was significant risk to the business. We'll talk a little bit in a second about what was that risk and why was that significant to them. But for the business, if this happens, they want to see this time as small as possible, don't they? That minimizes or mitigates the risk to them from other things that um, could happen that are bad, such as, oh, I don't know, you think the customers of United Airlines were too pleased to be sitting at the gate waiting for boarding passes or um, to get their tickets or whatever it might be for those four hours or know that they're going to be delayed until the next day? Probably not. Another definition, mean time between failures. So if I have a failure and I have another failure, right, what do I want to do with that number? What's important about that number? If this number I should minimize, what should I do with this number? Maximize it, right? I don't want it to happen again for a long time. So this number, through structured approaches in terms of serviceability and maintainability, in other words, how it is that I'm responding to the incident, so I'm making sure that I have people trained, I have spare parts on site, I have agreements made with, with, uh, with vendors, I can reduce this time 
This is more a matter of after it happens, how do I assure that I'm going to respond quickly? This number, how do I deal with this number? How do I make it bigger? Plan downtime. So, for instance, if I know that my disk drives have a mean time between failure of 10,000 hours, do I replace them at 9,950? Or do I just let them break? Do maintenance on them, and you probably replace them at 9,000 hours, right? And so what I do is I, I'm using proactive problem management, for instance, right, to eliminate the potential for incident. I also potentially could do other things with respect to the infrastructure in terms of failover, um, redundancy, things of that nature, of course. Um, that's going to help this, um, but there's the possibility by taking uh, some of the the potential or some of the points of failure out of the system, I can actually extend the point at which I have another incident and the system goes down. And then, of course, the last is mean time between system incidents itself. So from the time that it happens, it's kind of an extension, if you will, of the mean time between failures. Okay? Does this make sense? All right, so if that made sense, right, and you're going to talk to the business about their risk, so they've just read that great article in the airline magazine, and they say, so you say, well, I want to reduce your risk. You say, yeah, that's what we want you to do. We want you to reduce our risk. We just can't afford to have systems down. You say, okay, so what do you want? Oh, I want six nines. You want six nines. Yeah, yeah, that article said six nines. That's what I want. Okay, so let me explain to you about six nines. Six nines means that that is 30 seconds of unplanned downtime a year. 30 seconds. So, a half a second a week. A half a second a week. So your systems would be engineered such that half a second a week. Oh, okay, I, no, I, I was only kidding. No, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need six nines. I, I actually need four nines. I want to go for four nines. I bid four nines. Four nines. Okay, four nines is 42.5 minutes per year unplanned downtime. Or, excuse me, 52.5. Uh, well, you're at 52.5 minutes per month per year. You're down to a minute a week. 52.5 minutes a year, 52 weeks in a year. Okay? One minute a week. One minute a week. Do you really only need a minute a week? No, 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 no. Okay, all right, I got that. I'm going to bid two nines. This is like a bridge cane. Two nines. Okay, two nines. 3.65 days a year, which translates into one hour and 41 minutes per week. I can probably deal with that. My point is this. At six nines, if I said that I was going to provide you availability of six nines or a half a second of downtime a week, what kind of systems do you think would you be supporting that would require six nines availability? Highly expensive systems, right? Because the cost to do six nines of a half a second a week Extremely expensive to engineer that. I mean, you can just think about the resilience of that of that um, that infrastructure. 
What kind of systems would you think that it would take to justify a half a second and the cost for that? Pacemaker, right? You couldn't afford something where a life truly hung in the balance like Apollo 13, right? NORAD, okay? You've been listening to part two of Can You Legislate Availability? Please join us next week as we present you with part three. Thank you for joining us for today's Pink Podcast. Go to www.pinkelephant.com to find out more about our products, including Atlas, our knowledge database with hundreds of example documents and templates for your IT management best practice projects. 